0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as Scotland's Nations League campaign continues against the makeshift Czech Republic side. Coronavirus fears mean Stevie Clark's men face an unknown and inexperienced team. The game goes ahead despite reports suggesting otherwise at the weekend and Scotland have their own issues trying to find the right players and the right system to make up for Friday's disappointment. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. A Czech Republic select versus Scotland. That's what we have in our hands tonight. If we win it's understandable If we fail to win It's inexcusable The pandemic has handed Steve Clark a free pass Now it's all about credibility We were bang average against Israel on Friday All we need to be tonight in the Czech Republic is competent And we will win Surely Alec, that's not beyond us Yeah, I'm looking forward to the game against the Czech Republic All being a second string It was disappointment after the draw on Friday night Gordon, and a special mention to Stephen Davis Who got 118 caps at the weekend One shot of Pat Jennings So, looking forward to a busy show 0141-951-1025 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB Quite simple Where did Friday go wrong? How would you put it right tonight? And what about these circumstances we find ourselves in? Have you ever seen anything like it? Is there anything, anything at all that you can think of that compares? Pluck it from left field if you have to. Because Hugh, I'm just wondering, in your long, illustrious career, have you ever, ever seen a game that that takes place in in circumstances like this? I I, I was in Tallinn in Estonia for the game that never was. That was bizarre. But at least you knew the other lot weren't turning up. Now we have a team who on Friday night had a victory and then because of the uh, pandemic protocols had to send everyone back and now they come on a Monday night with a new manager and practically going out into the street and asking random passers-by if they're able to come and play. So I'm sorry, Steve Clark, but there are no excuses tonight. You're playing a, a squad who have only two players who've ever known international football before. They've gone back to someone who played against us 10 years ago on the infamous night when we played no strikers. The man who scored that night gave up international football four years ago. He's in the squad for tonight. So it's a farce, but it's also an occasion where Scotland have the players to win and if they don't, it's inexcusable. That's what Hugh Keevens thinks, but what do you think? Anything at all, What anything that even comes close to comparing to these circumstances, but more importantly, where did it go wrong on Friday? How would you put it right tonight? 0141-951-1025. What did you make of that game on Friday? And um, what would you like to see done differently uh, tonight? Alex Ray, no result or goal or howler of the weekend on a Monday night because there was no real football on. Did, did you catch anything? What what jumped out at you over the weekend? I won't make you give out awards, but you can just tell us what you watched. No, uh, I think the, the, the Scotland game, Gordon, was a, a massive disappointment. You're looking for some of the key players to step up to the, to the plate. It was an opportunity to showcase what you could do, particularly with the... The, the, the game we have against Israel next month uh, So it was a, an opportunity to, But uh, Stevie, uh, Stevie Clark will go back to the drawing board uh, He will maybe mix it back up Maybe try a different shape tonight uh, Or he might double down and go with the three at the back again But for me, uh, McTominay didn't quite work As, as the right, right centre back uh, And they just never really got going as an offensive threat You know, I thought Lyndon Dykes was excellent on, on over the piece I know he's hampered by injury problems And we never seem to get a settled squad But... 
Is Stevie Clark any closer to knowing what the best Scotland team is at his disposal? Because it doesn't look like it. Yeah, Alex, the, this must be one of the great conundrums of international management. When you have a disappointing result like you do on Friday night, there's obviously calls from fans and from pundits and maybe even a temptation to say, well, I've got all those other good midfielders on the bench and the system didn't work. So you go out there and you play a different system and, and you play different players. But in, in reality... I wonder how difficult that is Because I imagine That Stevie Clark spent The entirety of last week yeah, Working days. working on A three Well you know Three, three at the back four, certainly. Three, yeah. three, four, three You know Variations of that Spent that entire week It doesn't go to plan on Friday night You then have probably what Some sort of recovery session On Saturday yeah. Fly out to the Czech Republic On Sunday Play the game on Monday yeah. so, so, so can you actually Rip up the, the, the system And start again Even though people Might want you to I think it's uh, because he has the three days, Gordon. It would be better to actually probably stick with this system, double down, and uh, because as you said, you're going over there. I think there's two players in the squad that have got caps now. With the greatest respect, you'd expect Scotland to go over there and get a decent result. But when I look at some of the personnel we have at our disposal, we should be looking to try and get a win uh, on the back of that tonight. Um, and you're absolutely right. And I think people go, ah, it's time to rip everything up, but. It's an opportunity to try and sit down Maybe walk through some things yesterday Either before they went flew out Or after when they arrived To walk through the things that they think they want Maybe put different personnel You know, maybe somebody at right centre-back, Gordon uh, Maybe Declan Gallagher or, or someone who's more familiar with defensive role uh, And then maybe look at that But I would expect maybe a couple to, to get mixed up as well uh, Yeah, well let's hear from Stevie Clark But more importantly We want to know what you made of it What did you make of the game on Friday? What went wrong What would you put right tonight You can change systems You can change players You can do whatever you like Let us know 0141 951 1025 What did you make of it on Friday What needs to be different tonight Stevie Clark says that he saw More positives than negatives On Friday He was happy with the way The players dealt with the change of system And saw certain positives In the way it was played out Obviously the result disappointing Especially having been up front uh, We went to sleep on a, a throw-in In the second half And got, got punished for it Not a lot of chances in the game Performance, some good things, some some things that we have to work on. But when you take into consideration is uh, three training sessions, I thought the the good outweighed the bad. Well, I thought the system tonight worked as well. And I think as a as a coach, you always want to have a couple of systems up your sleeve. You want to be flexible in game. You want to be flexible between games. Some games back four is better than back three. Obviously, the Israelis play with a back three, and I thought tonight was a good chance to have a look at playing with a back three, and I thought we did okay. Like I said, there's a lot of things that we have to work on, a lot of things we have to get better, especially offensively. But the defensive work, the way the team shaped up, I thought was decent. I thought the back three were good. I thought Scott McTominay, Scott McKenna, and, and Kieran did well. Two wing backs were fine. I tried to go with one more attacking with James on the right, and obviously Andy's qualities on the left. Listen, there's a lot of good things in it. Whether it's going to be the system going forward all the time, you just have to wait and see Like I said Every game is different You have to pick and choose your moments To play that system But if we can do it And do it well It's a good system to play Alex did the system work on Friday? Uh, not for me Gordon I don't think it did I think uh, they were A wee bit at odds at the back as well I thought uh, McTominay at the back Struggled Gordon at times I thought defensively He got dragged towards the ball His body shape was wrong uh, And the one particularly The header at the back post Where Marshall had to make That good save uh, You know the James Forrest, you're looking to try and break from that wing-back position. All being, it's not his, his out-and-out position. He's played there for Celtic before. Um, and he just didn't get any change out of the guy. Uh, Andy Robertson didn't, you know, time after time. You know, this guy's a world-beater. Let's get it right. He's one of the top left-backs uh, in the world. He's won the Premier League. He's won the Champions League. 
Uh, so he is a top performer But I don't see that level of performance When it comes to Scotland In the middle of the park They kind of got a wee bit Like for like You know you had uh, McGregor and Jack Kind of doing a similar role So you know That wasn't quite ideal either And you're trying to get uh, McGinn who's coming off the right hand side At times he's on the right wing For me he that's not his strength either uh, Christie was bright at times You know he looked a, a spark And I thought that the standout player on the night For his first cap with Lyndon Dyke So for me it didn't really quite work You're looking to try and create A lot more at home garden You know wave Like the old days When Hamden I know there was no crowd there But at least you got a tempo going I didn't quite see that There's a, a great old managerial tactic In press conferences Where you tell the public Black is white And defy somebody To tell you that you're wrong uh, Steve Clark is the ultimate diplomat Vastly experienced man And he's not going to throw anyone Under any buses While he's got this tournament ongoing But to play the devil's advocate, he says the good outweighed the bad. No, it didn't. And he said the system worked. No, it didn't. Or else you'd have won at home against the team ranked 93rd in the world. 0141-951-1025. What do you think? Where did it go wrong on Friday? What needs to be put right tonight? And if you want to just tweet as well, you can go and have a think about this. Is this the strangest circumstance you've ever seen a game played in? The Czech Republic having to call up a whole new squad Is there anything at all that could even compare? I can't think of any, but I'm sure you can Because your imagination is much better than mine Let's speak to Ronnie, who is in Lanark to kick us off tonight Hi Ronnie Hi there How's Hi it going? Uh, you well? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, good, thank you, good, thank you Good man um, It's just a point I've got, I like to phone in a lot And I keep hearing about people saying about all the midfield talent we've got And how wonderful they are and it's the striker that's the problem uh, but I watched the game on Friday night and not the first time we just never seen the great chances from open play so I don't know whether it's the guys that we've got that are so good not stepping up to the plate when it gets to international standards or they're just not good enough for it's just to get a panel's opinion on that Yes, a fair point, Alex. And this is what comes back to you know when the blame game starts. Yeah, is it individual performances? Is it the system? Because you know individually, those midfielders, as Ronnie says, yeah, you can't argue. If we're in a position to leave Stuart Armstrong and John Fleck and Kenny McLean on the bench, we clearly have midfielders who individually are good at what they do. But it didn't look like it on Friday. Yeah, uh, I think when I was looking at the game, Gordon, and I, and I hear this. We, it, I think we've got, it's fair to say, we've got two excellent left-backs. We also have a multitude of very, very good players, whether they're holding players, you know, like McGregor, Jack's having a good time of it, and then you look at the rest, you've got McGinn, you've got Christie, McTominay can play in there as well, Armstrong Flex. So for me, we have real, real top quality, and that is where our strengths are. When I watched the game the other night, I'm looking and I'm thinking, who's actually taking the game by the scruff of the neck? Who's dictating play? Who's getting the tempo going? And I don't see anybody actually doing that. It's very laboured, it's slow... Uh, and unfortunately For all the riches we have In the middle of the mm. park It doesn't seem to happen for us So, so is that Is that the fault it's of the system? The no or, it's nothing no. to do with the shape So, so not, individually those guys Need to do do what? Well they, they, as I've just said Gordon you ha- You're looking for guys To have a performance You come off and go I was one of the main men there I don't think you'll be looking At that particular performance And anybody would be going Aye I was good tonight mm. I, I don't see that I, I think when you look at it I look at the way Israel went about their business Now this is a team That had lost 7 out of the last 8 games Gordon They mm-hmm. looked very organised They looked very structured And they looked comfortable When they got into that final third at times And I didn't quite see that are, with Scotland Are we cutting anyone Any slack Hugh Given the unique build up to the game Some players starting their season Other players haven't played in a couple of months Do, do you I, give any leeway? I said that on Friday night's programme In advance of the game You have to cut them some slack 
10 months since they last played an international match the season still in its infancy at a domestic level if you if you look at the McGregors and the Forests and the Christies from Celtic uh, outstanding players to a man but they haven't hit the ground running yet domestic form has been iffy out of the Champions League to Ferenc Varos so I'm trying to show some understanding to players uh, who have yet to hit their stride in this season but Ronnie on the line is disappointed by what he saw and I can't tell him it was better yeah. than what he saw it, it was disappointing but I'm trying to cut the players some slack where, where did it go wrong in your mind then Ronnie is that these individual players fault or is it because of the way they were set up did we not put the right combination of players on the on the field what do you think I don't know I think it's difficult to put a finger on it I mean I don't think it's just the last game I think there's been a few games where we really when it gets to that level we really struggle to create chances from open play and it always tends to go back to well we don't have a striker but just from the games that I've seen I don't really see it like that I mean I know that striking position isn't ideal but I just I just don't see any of these guys grabbing the initiative when they pull on the Scotland jersey and it's not just the game that's just played but even prior to that it's, as you say like James Forrest for example you just don't see him trying to go by somebody in a Scotland jersey so so I don't know whether it's, it's, it's almost like it's coached out of them that they don't go in there and have a go and have a bit of belief in themselves and take somebody on but I just think I just think we, we a lot a lot of plaudits given to our midfield players and over a few games I don't really it doesn't appear as if they do anything to deserve it in terms of the performance of Scotland shot. And yet Ronnie, on the day of the game, all you could see in social media was uh, James Forrest scoring three times uh, against Israel. Uh, as I say, I'm trying my very best to factor in ten months without an international this new season in its infancy, players not yet having hit the ground running, uh, and that applies to Friday night. Tonight, all bets are off. They're playing a Czech select made up of anybody and everybody that they could lay their hands on, and with a coach brought in to look after them from out of the blue yonder as well. So no slack, no excuses tonight. All we have to do is be professionally competent and Scotland will win. If we don't win, it's inexcusable. 01419511025. Ronnie, thanks so much for kicking us off tonight. Let's see what John in Canvas Lang's got for us. What do we need to do better tonight, John? Uh, evening, panel. Uh, how are you all tonight? Yeah, I can't complain. Yeah. Uh, well, I start off my main. Great touch on it at the start of the show. Uh, it's, uh, Andy Robertson, uh, since he's been made the captain for Scotland, I don't think he's turned up. He's no. He's not got the form he has for Liverpool, maybe because he's not got the same players around him. But it touches back, years ago I was on the phone and talking about Darren Fletcher. I felt the same with him for Scotland. I felt as if I had better players than my United, but when we played for Scotland, I didn't see him doing much. I, I, maybe that was just my opinion, but I feel the same things happening with Andy Robertson. And him being the captain of Scotland doesn't mean he's, he's not droppable. And I would actually like to see Tierney play left-back instead of this free defensive thing I would play here at left back instead of Andy Robertson maybe a bit controversial but he's not done it for me in a Scotland shot the last uh, few internationals and winning the, the Champions League and the, the League of his team that's all well but I'm not a Liverpool fan I'm a Scotland fan I want to see him do well for Scotland mm-hmm. I wonder what the panel think well, he doesn't turn up consciously thinking oh, well it's only Scotland um, I just think that he hasn't 
uh, enjoyed the best of form of late. I don't know. I'd need to ask Andy Robertson uh, how he felt about that to get his answer. He's. I think pressure comes into it where you, you go into an environment where you are expected to be the main man. I mean, I've seen. I've seen opposition players after the game queue up for photographs with Andy Robertson. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. there, there can't be many Scotland players in the past who've had to deal with that. And Gordon. Is, is that in the you know, captain's armband as well? And Gordon, I'm old enough to remember when they used to say about Kenny Dalglish, ah, he's good for Celtic, but I mean, what's happening here? Uh, it, it took Kenny Dalglish 25 to 30 Scotland games before he was properly accepted, and then he ended up with the record number of caps and joint record goal scorer. So it can happen. Uh, but the John made the point that Andy Robertson is playing with uh, some pretty fancy company at Liverpool and he's not got the same fancy company here. But it would be wrong just to say, ah, it's Andy Robertson's fault. It's of no, course. It's no one person's fault. Yeah, but at the same time, it's it's fine to go through them, Alex. And, yeah. and John does speak on behalf of a lot of fans because everyone acknowledges that it's nice to yeah. look up the field and see... Manny and Firmino and Salah And it's nice to know that Virgil van Dijk's covering behind you So everybody accepts that it's completely different However there must be moments within a game Where you're just looking to get the ball out of your feet And whip a cross in Or, or, or make a run You know things that are There's no Same nature to you Normally yeah, yeah. Things that, that, that should still be there Regardless of, of the teammates around you And I don't think John will be alone In feeling that we, we don't quite see Those same flashes From Andy Robertson yeah. At the moment Yeah I, I, I totally agree Gordon uh, You know I've, I've waxed lyricals About this guy About what he's actually achieved In recent years He's been a top performer At a very good level And uh, I don't see that For the international team I think he struggles to, With the players Round about him But that's the, He should still be Taking it on his own shoulders Gordon to go Do you know what I'm the main man here Now And I'm To use Hugh's phrase Cut a little bit of slack He is an out and out Left back uh, and because he arrives on the ball late Whereas with his playing wing back He's more advanced mm-hmm. earlier And I think that's the case with James Forrest as well I don't see the two of them as wing backs as such Because if you want to get the best out of James Forrest For me you have to be in that final third Getting the ball there 1v1 up in the box Although he never get much change out of the ball at the weekend McTominay is, n- is not a centre half for me And then when you look at McGinn now, He was playing in a more advanced right row I'm, I'm looking at these guys and thinking There's too many of these guys out of position you know, play these guys where they're really comfortable and they're getting the ball and they're familiar. Square what pegs, round <laughs> holes, and the, the, you know. But again, to what extent has that square pegs, round holes philosophy been forced upon yeah. Steve Clark because of the considerations of injury and what mm-hmm. have you? Because, and that's the thing, Alex. We then come back to yeah. how do we fix it? The Tierney Robertson debacle is nothing new. It's three, four years old, of course. and actually, I think is it safe to say? Whilst no one was outstanding Kieran Tierney probably did play pretty well yeah, in, in the back three other nights So is so is it enough to rip it up and do something different? I don't know I thought, you, you tell I me. thought Tierney done well Gordon I thought defensively he took up some very good positions as well You know because he's not the tallest guy You know in that back three when the ball was getting crossed in There was times he was going up morning uh, headers and things So I thought he, he uh, acclimatised well there But again you're asking him to play as a, like a left centre back When he's one of the best well, 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 we you know, do have a Scotland team It's just breaking And I'll tell it to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me, Gordon Duncan On a big night for Scotland What do you make of this team? Listen to this team 
And then give us a call And tell us Is it right Is it wrong What would you have done differently 01419511025 David I think it's five changes um, From Friday night So quite a lot And some significant ones In there as well The likes of Kieran Tierney Dropped to the bench Ryan Jack Dropped to the bench James Forrest John McGinn Callum McGregor All dropped to the bench So David Marshall starts in goal, it looks like, and we can debate this, a back four of Liam Palmer, Liam Cooper, Scott McKenna, and the captain, Andy Robertson. The holding midfielders, uh, Scott McTominay and Kenny McLean. Then a three of Stuart Armstrong, John Fleck, and Ryan Christie behind the lone striker of Lyndon Dykes. Alex Ray, what do you make of that? Yep, uh... Well, it's, it's a major shake-up, that's for sure And uh, he's obviously freshened it up, Gordon We're not exactly sure how they're going to play here They could go with the the four-two-three-one as you've just described there or, It certainly seems that way Yeah, or, or they, they still have the option to go with the three at the back With McTominay, McKenna, Cooper Palmer as your wing-back with Roberts on the other side Fleck and McLean in the middle Armstrong and Christie supporting Dykes so Whatever way it is, is, it's a major shake-up And it freshens up the squad It's an opportunity for these guys to... Showcase One thing that strikes me is There's not a great deal of width Within the, 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 the starting 11 Again I go back to it That uh, although You look at those names And they are fabulous names Tierney, McGregor, McGinn, Forrest, Jack The 11 who start the match Gordon Ought to be able To take care of business tonight Because they're playing a Czech Republic select An entire team Almost Has been told to stay at home well, we're going to give you the inside track on that very topic because I'm delighted to say that Martin Veit joins us on the line. Martin worked for Denix Sport uh, in the Czech Republic and in case you hadn't noticed, it's been quite the weekend uh, for football in Czech Republic as they approach this game. Martin, thank you so much for joining us. Just for anyone who's perhaps a bit confused as to how we arrived at this situation, give us a, a brief timeline of, of what happened over the weekend. <laughs> Hi there. Um, yeah, uh, it's not just you who are confused. <laughs> Actually, everyone here in the Czech Republic is uh, pretty much amazed, confused, uh, astonished. All of these uh, kind of adjectives uh, could be thrown out there. So, uh, how to how to put it in short? Uh, pretty much, uh, the physio or the muster of uh, the Czech national team has been tested positive uh, in uh, the last week, and since then the situation has snowballed. It's been uh, chaotic, to say the least. Um, there's been another uh, positive test uh, with the manager of, uh, not like the coach, uh, but the team leader, uh, you, would, you could say, uh, has been tested positive as well. So uh, although the team has done remarkably well against Slovakia, the whole team had to be called off uh, uh, also due to the pressure from from the leading Czech clubs uh, who have though uh, also uh, provided uh, the Czech national team with uh, some new players especially Slavia who have sent uh, four new guys to the national team but most of uh, the side is I could say not even a B team or a C team. I think uh, if you look at the starting 11, which we got uh, just now in from the Czech uh, national team, um, you could say in most positions uh, you could find three or four uh, more established players who could play for the national team. But that's no problem for uh, the Czech fans who are really... um, 
uh, awaiting this fixture with uh, great excitement. I think uh, the whole uh, football public in the Czech Republic sees uh, these guys as heroes who have stepped in. They only had one training together with a whole new squad, whole new staff. Everyone is uh, pretty much new to the team. Uh, uh, also with uh, the coach, David Holobeck, who is actually the uh, head coach of the under-18 under uh, under team. So it's 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 been remarkable it's been incredible and in uh, the whole uh covid zeitgeist uh, you could say that uh, this is actually something that's not been prepared at all uh the situation this has no precedent at all and this could uh, work as an example for uh, a lot of uh, more national teams uh, in the weeks and months mm-hmm. to come what sort of expectation level then surrounds this Czech Republic side because naturally people here assume that this makes Scotland overwhelming favourites because they've got a full strength squad and and Czech Republic have got nowhere near that is there still a belief in the Czech Republic that there is enough quality uh, to cause Scotland problems tonight? Yeah, I think if you look uh, throughout the side, uh, these are no bums, these guys I think uh, you could say that uh, this team could play possibly in the top half or even in the top five of the Czech League, which uh, is pretty strong these days, you could say. But at the same time, as as uh, I have mentioned earlier, they only had uh, one training uh, before. They are put together from seven different sides. Uh, the whole squad, I mean, not, uh, not the players. There are players who haven't even played a league game, uh, let alone a national team game. There are only two players who have... Uh, who have uh, played before and one of them is a 36-year-old Roman Hubnik who hasn't been in form in the last year and who is in the starting 11 uh, as well. So everyone in the Czech Republic, I think, sees this uh, not with great expectations, but at the same time with like a whole uh, lot of excitement because it's just incredible and bizarre and weird and but exciting at the same time i think uh, everyone will be rooting them on uh, there are lots of questions to be asked not just of the footballing association but also from the clubs and the whole thing how it was organized and prepared but at the same time if uh, the spotlight is on the players no one will be blaming them tonight they have nothing to lose yeah. which is a great position uh, for, for the czech teams uh, historically martin you know yourself it's all very well being patriotic for your country fighting for sure. your fighting for your flag however you said at the start martin this is not a b team this is not even a c team therefore should you have any chance at all i think these guys actually do have a chance uh Look, I mean, no disrespect to Scotland. Uh, this is a very good side with Premier League experience, which uh, these guys from the Czech team are nowhere near it. But at the same time, I think if you look at sides like, I don't know, Latvia or Lithuania or, you know, these uh, D-ranking uh, sides in uh, in European football, I think this team is better than that. Uh, I think uh, these guys have a lot to offer, uh, even though they haven't uh, performed, most of them, at the European level uh, so far. I think uh, they will still lose. Uh, that's uh, very possible. But... 
it's 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 so hard to expect anything from this team, but they will fight uh, for sure. One thing that I have uh, a real doubt about is uh, the lack of height uh, in the front six, and I think uh, especially against a physical side that I expect Scotland to be, uh, this could be really difficult for them. So I have no expectations at all if they lose. One two or even three nil or whatever, uh, it will still be seen as a heroic achievement uh, for these guys to even step up on the field yeah. and show what they're made of. But there are some, there is really some talent in this side. There are a couple of players from Slavia Prague who are good. Uh, there is also a 17-year-old superstar Adam Karabets. Uh, who we are going to hear about uh, more in the future. I'm sure about, although he doesn't start, he could come on later in the game. So I think these are no guys who uh, would mean nothing in in, in football. And uh, I think they could put up at least a decent fight. Great stuff, Martin. Hopefully you enjoy the game tonight. Not too much. I'm, I'm sure you don't mind me saying that. Uh, but have yeah, a good yeah, evening. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. That was Martin Veit, works for Denik Sport in Czech Republic, giving us a bit of an inside track on what's been an incredible weekend. Remember, Friday night, about half past 11, it looked like this game was going to be off. The Czech Republic said it would be off. Um, but, w- but we go ahead with what Martin described as maybe a sort of third or fourth well, string Czech I, Republic side. Ask yourself, if the last team, the A team, who represented the Czech Republic at the weekend were playing tonight's team, what would the score be? And I would fancy it would be a very hefty win for the A team. I liked a bit of perspective yeah, there on, on Martin's last point, Alex, and I think that is one that maybe we should remember. Yes, we get into this game as favourites, but rather than getting carried away, should we acknowledge that we're not in a great place, in case yeah. you hadn't noticed, based on Friday night's result and performance. Um, Martin thinks that tonight's Czech Republic side, albeit Weakened considerably Is now maybe At an equivalent level of A Latvia A Lithuania Something like that Now If we were going to Latvia Or Lithuania tonight Away from home On the back of Friday night's performance We would still be a little bit nervous About whether we could get the job done And we wouldn't expect to go over there And roll over the top of them Such as the the way we tend to, to go about these things so why should tonight be different? That was Martin's point. Yeah, I, th- I think Martin makes a very good point there, Gordon, because if we were going away, the, the scenario you've just painted, we'd probably go and we really need to kind of put a performance on to get a result of that ilk. But the problem we have is we do not know this third and fourth string. So right away you jump to conclusions when you look at some of the personnel we have, uh, and you shouldn't do that actually because you don't know who you're actually coming up against. But he actually made a very good point there as well, Gordon, in terms of the actual standard that some of these guys are playing and You know, that these... They've got, they're not hiding it in nothing, Gordon, because the actual public over there are going brilliant. They've stood up to the plate. They've, you know, they've, they've, when it matters, they've, they've pressure off. Sort absolutely. Of thing, yeah. So they can go and express themselves tonight, and uh, it's a free hit for them. Right, let's bring in James in Paisley. What's on your mind tonight, James? Hi there, how are you doing? Um, I think my thunder's just been kind of stolen. I was talking to the guy that took the call, but um, my main point was um, obviously the other night, nobody really kind of covered themselves in glory, mm-hmm. but I just feel that Callum McGregor, um, time after time, and it's not the first time I've been saying this, and I know I'm a Rangers fan, so it isn't that at all, so I think Ryan Christie's fantastic, but I, we don't get the same Callum McGregor that you get at Celtic, and I know the argument's been made with Andy Rob, I suppose he's kind of surrounded by better players, but I think there are there's, there's too many better alternatives on the bench that could be in that team right now. Yeah, this is where the Scotland midfield is difficult, Alex Because I don't think there's any doubt If you watch Callum McGregor for Celtic You know why he gets picked for Scotland yeah. Obviously and um, But 
the other night again was he one and, and why is that why did, why did he struggle to have the impact that he would often have at club level it's very difficult to say Gordon because for me he's one of the standout players in the country you know his performance levels are excellent he's very a model of consistency and he's a driving force for Celtic as well you know he takes him forward he gets goals his range of passing's great but you don't see that international was he being asked to do anything different no no, night, no no I think when you look at it I think him and Ryan Jack were the two guys that were the kind of the, the base of getting things going for Scotland but again the, 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 we're in danger of you know all the top players because you could look at, uh, across uh, all the guys who played in Friday night Gordon are playing at a very good level on a weekly basis and go he never done it why mm. is he not doing it for his country you know we say that with Robertson we say that with McGregor uh, I didn't think John McGinn was anywhere near the level that he's produced for Scotland as well. Jamesy Forrest was v- very ineffective. And listen, I've been on this programme time after time, domestically backing them up because he's had a bit of a hard time of a, a, a minority of Celtic fans recently. So I, I like James Forrest, but these guys are the guys you're, you're looking to make things happen within, you know, because they are the guys that are doing it week in, week out. What about tonight then, James? So you've got your wish, if you like. Callum McGregor doesn't play. Um, Scott McTominay does. Kenny McLean John Fleck Stuart Armstrong Ryan Christie Does that midfield look like It's got a bit more balance for you? Yeah definitely I think there's a, uh, there's a lot more dynamism in it as well I think I don't know how Stuart Armstrong Can sit on that bench and be happy I think he's fantastic Very much box to box um, I agree with Alec John McGinn wasn't his best other night But I still think that him and Ryan Jack Were still streets ahead of Callum McGregor So I think this midfield And I, I really don't think that Ryan Jack did anything wrong the other night To be honest But I mean that's probably my, my blue tinted glasses on But um I think that is a much better midfield, a much more composed midfield, and I hope that um, they'll be able to kind of control the game better, seeing as they're playing in a, kind of a higher level down south. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing, Hugh. Based on what we've seen recently, it looks it looks extreme. It looks like Stevie Clark's made a lot of changes and and left out some of the previously favoured guys. But but John Fleck and Stuart Armstrong had brilliant English Premier League seasons yeah, last season yeah, um, Kenny McLean yes was part of a team that got relegated but individually I think he showed some impressive performances as well Scott McTominay is a Man United player yeah, yeah. that doesn't carry the same prestige that it maybe once did but he's a Man United player and a decent one at that so um, still enough optimism in that midfield for you? Oh, without doubt uh, you know to go back to what Martin was saying in his call from the, the Czech Republic you know you're not playing a B team or even a C team and I'm not having anything before the game. Scotland must win this match and win mm-hmm. it with a bit to spare. Because uh, you know, you said Gordon, if we're going to play Latvia, would we feel confident? We should. Latvia have just oh, yeah, drawn yeah, we should, but the, the, we, we we tend to not based on. But Latvia have just drawn at home nil nil with Andorra. Now you really are talking about the the, the waiters and. Yeah. What have you in that team? To I mean, be fair, I think Martin was just kind of throwing names like that out. I'm not sure he meant specifically Latvia, but there is absolutely no excuse for Scotland not winning this match tonight. Never mind the personnel, never mind who's been left on the bench. The eleven who start, there is absolutely no excuse for not winning. James, how many times have we been over Kieran Tierney, Andy Robertson after the other night, James? I think. A lot of people liked what they saw from Kieran Tierney But maybe didn't like what they saw from the back three overall He has paid the price Andy Robertson starts What do you make of that decision? I disagree with it as well I think Kieran Tierney um, over the piece has been better I know and obviously Andy Robertson's accolades are amazing But I, d- I think that almost I don't even know if he's a captain Say that weighs heavy on him But 
And the fact that he's surrounded by He plays better with good players Just shows that I think He's possibly trying too hard He's trying to do too many I think there's a game Not well Just kind of before the pandemic When he was trying to ground About two or three players We lost the ball And we lost a goal I think he, he thinks Maybe he's not surrounded By good enough players And he tries too hard And it's obviously Impacting his performance Yeah but I'm sure they'll all be Disappointed Alex that, That's football but, but based on the performance On Friday Would, would Tierney be the one Who might think That he's He's been a bit hard done by being left out Yeah without doubt And I think be, if, if we are going with a back four tonight Gordon there's every chance That he'll be in his natural position as well uh, So for me I think it's a bit harsh on him But again you don't know What the actual conversations are With club managers as well You know, Fitness wise isn't yeah. yeah absolutely Don't know where these guys are at uh, Hugh touched on it and says That some of these guys Are not up to speed That's why he's giving them A little bit of leeway The, the, the issue with the, the leeway thing is, is The Israelis have only played One or two games The Czechs tonight yeah. Have only two games in the league as well So everyone's pretty much Where they are uh, and we, we need to get a performance tonight More so than anything And a good result Some interesting points James Thanks for getting in touch Lyndon Dykes Wasn't even a Scotland player This time a couple of weeks ago He is now He led the line on Friday And he leads it again tonight We're going to hear from him next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here Lots of reaction coming into this Scotland team for tonight A good few changes Five I think it is For Stevie Clark's side tonight Marshall in goal It could be a back three Let's, let's say it's a back four at the moment With Liam Palmer uh, at right back Liam Cooper Scott McKenna At centre back Andy Robertson Goes in at left back As captain Which means Kieran Tierney Drops out um, Holding midfielders Likely to be The likes of Kenny McLean And Scott McTominay Who moves back Into midfield uh, Then in front of them Stuart Armstrong John Fleck Ryan Christie And the lone striker Lyndon Dykes Usual um, Lots of subs On international night McLaughlin McCrory Jack Tierney Forrest McGinn McGregor Patterson Gallagher Burke O'Donnell And Taylor So lots of options uh, to choose from Now the previous caller Was quite happy With the new look midfield Thought Callum McGregor Had been struggling to Replicate his club form In a Scotland jersey Let's see what Mark and Cumbernauld Makes at that point Hi Mark Hi good evening panel um, I just wanted to touch on the point um, One of the callers made before And it's not about You know What player plays for what team And mm-hmm. what player plays for a rival club Not really I just If I'm being honest with you I think a lot of players Are playing out of form Because um, The manager at the moment He's trying to shoehorn players, obviously all quality players in their natural positions, but he's shoehorn them into play positions almost like square pegs and round holes. And it, it's and obviously we can. I'm only in the armchair watching it on the TV, but it's obvious to me that that's what's happening, you know. And I think Alex said earlier on that John McGinn was playing off the right hand side. Now John McGinn is is a box to box midfielder, but he's more of a for Aston Villa. He's not a. I know he scored a few goals, but. He's more of a central kind of holding midfielder, really. And if you're playing a guy like him over the right-hand side as an attacking force because of what he's done for Aston Villa uh, and how good a player he was at Hibs, that's fine, but that's not his natural position. Alongside is Andy Robertson, who probably used to play left wing, as far as I'm aware he played. He started off as a left winger for Queen's Park. Um, he's, now, he's now a left back. You're pushing him up further forward and asking Tierney to play uh, uh, left full-back, a back three. In that last game I just think it was a bit You're putting square pegs In round holes You're playing players Out of position I understand Callum McGregor And I think so as well The guy was right um, He didn't play Him and Jack Were shoehorned Into the middle And there wasn't a, An awful lot of pace In the team They were looking at James Forrest Trying to make the runs But he He's been a wee bit Off the boil recently He cuts in more And we've had a, a lot of Lackey service to Dyke So hopefully Tonight we get that Service to, to Dyke You know you've got more I think you've got more Legs in the team tonight If that makes sense yeah, it's a 
it's a fair point, Alex. I wonder if how, how do you see the, the pace comparison? Yeah, well, I, I look at uh, Kenny McLean uh, and Fleck, who, in terms of the way they kind of play the game, they play at a lot more higher tempo. Gordon, I think they can get the ball down and go and drive at people as well. I think they're a lot more comfortable. Uh, it's a good option for him. Again, back to his point about John McGinn. He has predominantly been more of a box to box, if you like, Gordon. But in recent international shoe, what he's done is he's actually been the guy mm. that goes, but more central, but yeah. going beyond. Could we turned him into a goal scorer, didn't yeah. we? And for I international think he, football, he got a hat trick against uh, San Marino, a couple against Kazakhstan. He scored against someone else. So Russia, I think. Uh, so, so he he can be the guy that goes beyond. But when he's out there on the right hand side, I think he's isolated. And I think if you're at that level, because of the the. the, the we, we, we spoke about it beforehand, Gordon, about how well the Israelis were uh, organising things. And if you're up against guys that are playing in a familiar position and you're out with your position, I think it's easier, particularly at that level, because you're playing against decent players, I think it's easier for them to nullify you. Mate, uh, Mark, the positive, I think, mo- in most people's mind from the other night was Lyndon Dykes. What did you make of it? Was that the type of performance you expected? Was it a pleasant surprise? Yeah, yeah, I think it gives us something that we've not had for a while. You know, I know Stephen Fletcher did it. Uh, quite well as well, but he's a he's a he's a strong presence up front, you know. And for the, I know he obviously didn't get a, a lot of service, but he put himself about and he worried their defenders. And I think he's a lot more his game just than his height and his strength. But um, I think if he got the service or a lot more of service, he's definitely going to score goals or assist the team in scoring goals. And it's kind of refreshing to see that. And a, a lot of people are quite quick to say, well, he's no he's not that class yet, but. You know, if you look at the Czech side that we're playing tonight, they're playing a bunch of guys who probably never get an international game. But you might find a gem in that, I, I, and I, only I, only by playing them will you see it. You know. I think I think you make an interesting point there, is because I think it was uh, kind of the, the the service in which he got the other night, Gordon. A lot of it was kind of fighting balls and things. But if you can get to the byline and get balls into the box, I think that's where you'll see this guy coming alive. If you're going to get kind of opportunities, because. I don't even recall him actually having a shot at no. goal, Gordon, no. over the course. And so I, I, he was fe- feeding on scraps all night. And for him to actually kind of be a threat in front of goals, mm-hmm. he needs to get the ball. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that he could have been left out of the team tonight. I think he he bought his place with the 74 minutes that he had on the park on Friday night. He deserves to get this start in the Czech Republic. But, you know... We'll have to elevate our thinking beyond. Oh, he gets about and he bumps him about. And but I thought I thought he did do more than that, though. I, th- I thought I thought some, some of, some of his good. his link play and the the, the one touch layoffs and bringing other people in. I thought he was pretty good, was he not? Yeah, here? yeah. But 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 we're going to require more more yeah. than mm-hmm. that yeah, if we are to go forward. Yeah. You know, the, he's earned his right to a jersey, but we have to get more. Yeah, I, I, I get that, Alex. I wouldn't disagree with it at all. And. This kind of goes against everything you expect from strikers We want our strikers to be a goal threat and, and we want them to have loads of chances We want them to score goals But if he's in there to do a specific job If he's in there to bring in Other Christie or Forrest or Armstrong Or whoever it may be And provide them with goal scoring chances It's not actually the be all and end all If he scores goals or not But yeah. but we need we need him to be able to Bring other people into goal scoring positions He did his part the other night You would have yeah. to say But th- everything else didn't really um, fall into place yeah, round about it Yeah I think a lot of his stuff Was too far from goal Gordon But that, that, you're absolutely right Because you're actually looking For guys to get off on The other night it was McGinn and Christie Tonight it's going to be um, Christie and Armstrong Who are becoming To try and support him I would suggest that One of the midfielders Could actually go and support him as well uh, You know I know that There's some legs in there tonight So if you can get guys To go and get that But I agree with you um, I, I think they could still Have been playing 
Friday night and still wouldn't have got an opportunity yeah. because there was no service into the box and that comes from Wids. My, my concern about tonight is Gordon we are not playing with any wingers so I think it's important for the fullbacks to try and get as forward as often as possible Palmer and Robertson on the left hand side that way you might get some delivery into the box Let's hear from Lyndon Dykes He wants the Scotland players to believe in themselves a bit more he believes they should have beaten Israel um, and says they need to be giving teams a battle the, for me, only being in here for a, for, for a week or a few days, um, looking at the squad, we've got world-class players, and then I think maybe some, sometimes we need a bit of belief uh, with the players that we have, a bit of confidence. Uh, we have to go out there and think that we're better than this team, and we should be beating Israel. And, and yeah, so maybe it was a bit of that. But at the end of the day, it didn't happen for us today, and there's always the next game. We didn't lose the game, we got a point. So. Like I said, it's not the end of the world. I think we should all take a look at ourselves there. Um, for me, I'm a, I'm a, I want to win. I think we should be winning that game. I think we should be pushing pushing them. I think we should be pressing them. I think we should we should be showing them that if they're coming here, they're coming for a battle. Um, so I think we're all going to work hard. Like I said, we've got quality players, and next time it comes around, I think it'll be a different story. I Stop. admire his uh, self-belief You know he's had 74 minutes Of international football He's telling us What we should and shouldn't be doing <laughs> I like it level. Uh, I like it uh, So therefore You know he makes the rod For his own back Okay then You're playing a Czech Republic team tonight Who have been basically Picked the names out of a hat So You keep saying that though But Martin who was on the line Told us these are These are decent players From the Czech top flight So if one of our clubs Got one of these teams For instance These Czech teams In Europe Away from home We would be acknowledging That it could be a banana skin So Martin, I wonder if we're Over exaggerating it a little bit Martin did say though It's not a B team It's not even a C team Therefore If Lyndon Dykes Is able to tell us Who we should And should not be beating Then he must know That we should be beating The players In the Czech Republic Czech, jersey Just just briefly Gordon Do you know when he says We've only had one tra- One training session <laughs> yeah, With the like under that. 18's manager So they've hardly Any preparation yeah. as well See if this happened up here And you two got stuck in charge Just I'd love that We can, I can imagine right. Keevan's in charge of Scotland For one night only Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Right, there's always room for a bit of fun in amongst all the seriousness So let's play Beat the Pundit Your chance to kick off the week in style Get the bragging rights in nice and early And win yourself a signed ball If you get more questions right than Hugh or Alex 0141 951 1025 Lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans is in the building Alex Ray alongside him And we're 42 Two minutes away from kick-off uh, in the Czech Republic It's been quite the weekend Friday night we thought the game was off It's back on Czech Republic I've got a experimental lineup to say the least Ours has got a few changes in there as well So we'll keep the build-up going to that game If you've got any club football matters on your mind Why not give us a call on that as well Let's do this first though Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the pundit time A Monday A fresh week A clean slate To see if the pundits Or the listeners Can come out on top Ryan in Airdrie Is up tonight How's it going Ryan? How you doing buddy alright? Not too bad Are you well? Aye okay yeah Good yes Can't complain I'm going to toss the coin And see if it's Hugh Keevan's night That you're ruining If it's Tails It'll be Alex Ray's night You're ruining Thanks buddy 
And it's tails It's Alex Ray Up against Ryan <laughs> From Airdrie So I'm going to give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to He's dancing It's, it's as disturbing as it sounds I do not want to see Those moves ever again uh, Ryan 30 seconds Going on to this clock I'm sure you know the rules But just to quickly recap You get 30 seconds Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know it Pass quickly And move on to the next one Alright Cheers Good man 30 seconds on the clock And your time Starts now What was the score The last time Scotland played Czech Republic 1-0 Czech Republic Shane Duffy Plays for which International side Republic Ireland Who played the most League games for Rangers Last season uh, Morelos Who was the last team To beat Scotland In an international Georgia Where did Dundee United Sign Nicky Clark from Which team has the worst Goal difference In the Scottish Premiership Alton who did Mikel Arteta play for immediately after Rangers? Manchester. Okay, let's bring Alex back. Alex, see yours. Yes. Right, same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock. Time starts now. What was the score the last time Scotland played Czech Republic? 3 uh, 1. Shane Duffy plays for which international side? Republic Island. Who played the most league games for Rangers last season? Uh, Golson. Who was the last team to beat Scotland in an international? Uh, pass Where did Dundee United sign Nicky Clark from? Dunfermline Which team has the worst goal difference in the Scottish Premiership? Hamilton Who did Mikel Arteta play for immediately after Rangers? Everton Okay, okay Ryan, how do you think that went? Yeah, it's tough It was tough tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, buddy Right, let's find out What was the score the last time Scotland played Czech Republic? Alex, you said 3-1, but to who? Czech Republic Doesn't matter It was 1-0 to Scotland <laughs> Akechi Anya Ma- Mar- <laughs> Tell me you never got that He said 1-0 Czech Republic So you're oh, off the um, Akechi Anya scored um, So 1-0 None of you got that one right Shane Duffy plays for Ireland You both got it One each Who played the most league games For Rangers last season It was Connor Goldson 29 So Alex Did, did, he, did he say uh, Republic Ireland Yes Okay Don't you worry You got the terminology correct 2-1 uh, to Alex Ray um, who was the last team to beat Scotland in an international game? It was Russia. Two one four nil. The other one. Oh, was it? Oh yeah, because yeah, tenth of October, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Uh, where did Dundee United sign Nicky Clark from? Dunfermline. You both got it. So it's three two to Alex Ray. Uh, which team has the worst goal difference in the Scottish Premiership? It was Hamilton. Well done, Ryan. Unfortunately for you, Alex got it right as well. Four three. Which means it all comes down to number seven. Who did Mikel Arteta play for immediately after Rangers? The answer is Real Sociedad. So you both got it wrong. Oh, but Alex Ray, yourself. he's pipped you, Ryan. I thought you oh, did well. Paul's that was well not done, that wasn't bad at all. But you lost out in the end, Ryan. Four three headlines. I'll get him the next time. Quite ah, right. Quite right. I'm going to I'm going to get you back on, Ryan. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Thanks Ryan. Cheers. Cheers. That was Ryan and Airdrie. Good game. Four three. Yeah. Yep. I'm just glad it wasn't me because I bluffed and blagged my way through oh, Friday. Oh, scandalous! Night. You should have seen him. He was, but he was saying them with so much conviction. Yeah. What was the one that you guessed? Uh, I guessed two. Uh, the the three teams with City at the end of their name. That was how, how many teams in League Two have got City in their name and he went three. Like, then, like yeah. he was so sure, but he just you, guessed it and got and, it right. And then you said, in which year was Bertie Volks appointed Scotland manager? Two thousand two. He was magnificent Well I don't know if magnificent Lucky is the right word Yeah but anyway. Right so 01419511025 Get in touch Let us know uh, What you make of the Scotland team tonight How you're feeling ahead of the game Or maybe you're not bothered Maybe <clears throat> international football Does nothing for you And you would rather talk about Club football Well you can do that as well Same number 
1025 I've neglected Twitter a little bit tonight Let's get a flavour of the reaction yeah. to that Team uh, MRRFK23 uh, says Don't understand why Andy Robertson Seems to be undroppable for Scotland I'm yet to convince for the national side Tierney played better against Israel But he's dropped He also calls McLean over McGinn Nonsense Um Eddie Gray says Stevie Clark went into this Scotland job as the best man for the job at the time However hype has not met expectations um, And Neil Douglas has got some suggestions as well He says he'd play Cooper and centre back which, which uh, Tierney at left back He says Robertson hasn't looked the same player uh, As he does at Liverpool So that's at Clyde SSB I like Colin Brown though He's a bit more calm about it He just says I'm just reserving judgement till the end of the game I want her to be with so that Dykes can face the opposition goals Rather than always being back to go But maybe the fullbacks can do it in a back four Let's see Happy to defer to Stevie Clark He's paid for it It's a big, it's a big call Gordon You know some of the players that he's left out you know, They are key players as well So you know they're all going all the way Over to the Czech Republic and, you know, How, mu- how much is, is the onus on the fullbacks then? Because it doesn't scream width to you That, that well, team does that. it I said it for the, for the off Gordon You know you've got Christie who likes to come narrow You've got Armstrong who will come narrow So I don't see Fleck or McLean going in the outside. McTominay's the sitter. So unless you get it for the fullback, I, I, I take it that Christie has, you know, he's played on the wing for Celtic, uh, both wings actually. So he he could go and take people on, deliver balls into the box. But I, I really don't see a great deal of win. So I, we'll most certainly have to come for the fullbacks. Okay. okay. Hype has not met expectation as the gentleman on social media said. Well, a lot of people will think like that. And these are. Tricky times for Steve Clark because he'll need to do well tonight, and also with Israel coming back to Hamden, yeah. it'll need to be seen to be going somewhere pretty soon because we are that type of country where um, you can talk about a country being apathetic towards the national football team, and we are. I haven't said that though. Here's here's your spin for this evening because beat the pundits just inspired me with that question. For uh, we've not lost in a year, so. Yeah, played we'll, for we'll, 10 months nah, That's besides the point <laughs> Yeah but obviously We had the three victories Before the Israel game Gordon But with the greatest respect To them You know Kazakhstan at home uh, San Marino at home And then I think Yeah it I, was, wasn't, uh, I wasn't being Entirely yeah, serious Just, just for anyone else So uh, no, but listen, you've got to make hay when the sun shines. You know, it's three wins and a draw, so you've got to try and look at some sort of positive. Let's bring in Josh. She was a big Scotland fan calling in from Irvine tonight. What are you thinking, Josh? Confident? Hello, Hi, hello gentlemen. Um, I con- well, confident. We were 46 today um, against what is essentially, you know, a, a Czech Republic B team who are in kind of pre season friendly mode. You know, they've only been together a couple of days, so. Um, the kind of intensity and organisation that you would not normally expect from an international team, I don't think we're going to see. We were 46, so if I was a betting man, I would have lumped on that. Um, but just listening to some of the comments there, Gordon, about Andy Robertson particularly, I mean, the guy's won a Champions League and he just recently won a Premier League. He literally cannot do any more. So, do you know what? I mean, the only other thing you're asking when he wins a major tournament with Scotland, he's a fullback. He's still going to go out and single-handedly win his games. Mm-hmm. But, 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 um, as Alec Ray said earlier on, though, Andy Robertson must know he's the main man there. He is a Champions League winner and the Premier League winner with Liverpool. Um, and he knows the, the high regard in which he is held. I'm not saying he's Superman and he should uh, win every game single-handedly. You're right, he is a fullback at the end of the day. Uh, but you're looking for your main men and he is arguably the number one you're looking for them to produce And for whatever reason It doesn't happen 
for Andy Robertson in a Scotland jersey the way it happens in a Liverpool jersey for the time being maybe maybe tonight's the night mm-hmm. well I thought um, particularly the other night um, to, um, with Andy Robertson coming up the left side I actually thought that he was um, struggling for space a wee bit I kept thinking that Christie was occupying a lot of his space that he would normally kind of charge into um, which um, was proving difficult I thought but um, I was a wee bit surprised that Tierney's been dropped tonight. I thought he was really good. So was Ryan Jack. Um, Jack, I'm actually probably more surprised at because he is, you, you know, the Premier League players are, you know, they're on the off-season, so to speak, um, and their fitness maybe no quite as there, whereas Ryan Jack's Matt, Matt Sharp, you know. Sometimes players, um, sometimes clubs cut a deal with the international manager, you know, uh we don't privately. We say we don't want to see him playing ninety minutes on Friday and then another mm. ninety minutes on Monday. Uh, so you know that can go on behind the scenes. It does look quite different tonight, Josh, doesn't it? Like so Liam Cooper, we've not seen a great deal of him in a, in a Scotland jersey. John Fleck as well. What else stands out for you? Um, I thought Dykes. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Dykes. Yeah. I thought he was really impressive on Friday. I don't think he's going to be the. I don't think he's going to be the main man going forward. I think that's probably going to be McBurney. Um and I'm a I'm a big. I'm not going to say I'm a, a McBurney fan, but I'm a I'm a McBurney believer. I think there's a there's a player in there, and we just need to get the best out of him. But it's good to have Dykes as an option because I think he was really good. Um, we're a bit disappointed that we're not um, seeing Ryan Fraser tonight. Obviously, he's not there, um, but. I'm really thoroughly looking forward to it I think we're going to run over them tonight Oh I like the conference It scares me a bit um, Incidentally Ryan Fraser secured a move to Newcastle Five year contract uh, Today yeah. so it's it's not been a great period for him He's come under a lot of criticism And, and rightly so Some of it you, you would imagine Because people didn't like the did way you, that he Did you just say it's not been a great time? He's probably just picked up about a gazillion pounds. <laughs> it's not <laughs> no, about no. money, remember. I'm talking about the fact that no, he's, he's no, not been point. a footballer and, yeah. and I'm sure the Bournemouth fans weren't too happy with the way things went no, at the end. But that's the problems that Stevie Clark has, you know, that, that Ryan Fraser hasn't played any football for weeks and weeks. Uh, McBurney had that injury. I thought the kind of personal attacks on McBurney were desperately unfair. You know, he, he, what more can he do? He's playing in a... Pre-season friendly And people are suggesting That I ah, He backed out of Scotland I don't think that's fair at all He was on the return From an injury So all of these things Have conspired Against Steve Clark. Uh, but now Fate has conspired In a different way Fate has handed him A Czech Republic team That bears No resemblance Whatsoever mm-hmm. To the team he would have faced Is that the positive that that Hugh thinks it is Josh Or does that bring its own type of pressure I mean how many away internationals Does Scotland go into as overwhelming favourites And, and people um, thinking that you know mm-hmm. Failure to win would be a disaster Does that bring its own pressure Josh um, Well Gordon I've been following Scotland For about 10 years um, Home and away And I'm like, I kinda, I'm like an old farmer That's seen too many winters <laughs> um, you know, with <laughs> <laughs> Scotland, um, but uh, I, I, I think that tonight, you know, tonight would be the ultimate banana skin. It would be the ultimate humiliation to lose tonight. I think yeah. because you, it's not like going away to a Georgia or a Cyprus. You know, where the team, uh, the team's been together for years and it's well drilled. You know, even though the quality of the player isn't that great, but. I think that this team, you know, they've just been they've just been thrown together with an under 18s coach, um, and I think that Steve Steve Clark just instills me with confidence that pre 
previous managers maybe haven't. Um, Josh, I think we will. I think we'll do the job tonight. Do you know what it is, Josh? On yeah. Saturday, somebody said to somebody else in the Czech Republic, "Look, you'll need to invent an international team, and we're bringing in this guy, and he'll look after them." So we are playing somebody's invention tonight, and they've had one training session, and they've never mm-hmm. played together. Josh is right If we don't win yeah. We'll be a laughing stock Yeah because these little subplots are, are the things that come back to bite you Alex These are the <laughs> things that haunt you And incidentally We're up against the Czech Republic Remember the 4-6-0 Now going away to Czech Republic And losing narrowly In itself is not a disgrace That happens But we played 4-6-0 And Craig Levine's never lived it down And we still talk about it to of this course. day it, it, It's kind of got that Look about it's it It's got that feel about it Where the, the potential for the banana skin Is there as Josh says you're absolutely right And I think all the factors That Hugh and Josh Has just said In terms of one day training Under 18's manager Cobbling t- the, a team together I actually think It's a real bonus For for, for uh, Stevie Clark and his, and his players Because if they were going to play You know Their, their, their top team Who won oh. 3-0 away from home I think it would have been A really difficult night for them And I think the pressure Would have mounted Because of I would expect uh, The Czechs to win It's a great opportunity To get three points on the board You know And, and get us up there Line high Josh I like your confidence Make sure you give us a call back After the event And, and let us know How you saw it Alright Will do Good man That was Josh and Irvin Let's swiftly move on to Stevie In Bayliston How's it going Stevie How are lads alright Not Hi, bad What do you make of that team Stevie uh, John McLaughlin should be playing Robertson should be selling hot dogs Tierney should be playing uh, Obviously that may not I thought McGinn done really well But we should have went 4-4-2 on Friday night uh, and just sat and watched it. Robertson ran back four times T Tierney and just stood and watched him as his defending was terrible Alex you know the basics mate if you go, if your player goes five he goes ten so does I mean my boys do it every week when they play if, if they stop five I'm just going to take them off because the amount of pressure that you can get put under with the boys coming in from the wings I mean I says Robertson just doesn't cut it out but as I know the guy said there He's won the Champions League He's won the Premier League I don't care if he won X Factor He shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been playing Maybe he should I mean But I, I don't I, know what you think I do, I, You're up to see the, the performance He put in the other night I think that was a big surprise Because I think if you're looking At Kieran Tierney You know he looked quite assured And things But again we don't know what the, the, the conversation They've had with the clubs And the players So uh, Andy Robertson may well be there Because of that But There was times he was trying to Kind of press the ball To stop the ball Coming into the box And Whatever I've been coaching and running about teams, good teams, they always try and get within a yard guard and go, right, okay, make your decision, put yourself in the line of the cross and don't allow it to come into the box. And I've seen that like a few times where it was highlighted that he, he didn't quite do that. So, and again, is, is that the part? And again, I don't want us to turn into an Andy Robertson bashing because as Hugh says, no, he's won loads and I can tell that Hugh's probably going to be um, have a, a few things to say about the way Stevie's described it. But are those the things people are talking about when they, they, they reference... You know, that it doesn't matter whether he's used to sure. playing with better players or not. These are the things that They're fundamental that basics, Gordon. You know, you just say get out, stop the cross, stop if it coming into the box because there was some great little balls can played mm-hmm. around the face from the Israeli. So, I think Andy will be looking to try and give a better performance himself. Listen, this is no a, a, a bashing Andy Robertson. Andy Robertson's one of your t- top top exports. He's he's performing at a level that most of these guys can only dream about, and but we're not actually seeing that level with the international team. Stevie represents a problem that's round the corner for. Steve Clark, unless he gets things moving shortly, because Stevie is clearly of the opinion that Steve Clark picks the wrong team, has the wrong playing structure, 
but it, he his argument is diminished by saying stupid things like Andy Robertson should be selling hot dogs. You know, at the end of the day, where's the respect there? Example shoe, that's all. What? I was just using it as an example. An example, an example of what? Well, he was standing out in the left wing shoe. Know I mean, they're obviously not I mean when you're stand, you're standing coaching a team. You want everybody to be effective in the role that they're asked to play. Well, there is a way so, of uh, there is a way of uh, criticising him for that without diminishing your argument by saying something as stupid as he should be selling hot dogs. Yeah, but I'm not going to disagree with you there, Shri. I'm just saying to you, you know what I mean? I mean, the Friday night was frustrating. So I was, you know what I mean? We had a real chance, I thought, put Burko on with Dykes and we can maybe have a wee go. You know what I mean? I'll just to try and see. We went, obviously, one each. I mean, I thought, let's just have a wee go. I mean, let's try and group mm-hmm. a wee flourish. Well, that's, why I repeat, I, that's why I repeat, Stevie will be part of the problem that Steve Clark will have unless we start to go forward with a bit more conviction about us now because Israel are coming back to Glasgow and if we don't beat Israel in Glasgow, there are more Stevies that's, on the line. That's why it's so important tonight, Gordon. You know, to get the three points and try and do it with a wee bit of style because he's he's made a lot of big calls here. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, there's a lot of players that are kind of household names there who have been left out. So they've gone over there, they're sitting in the bench. They'll not be happy with that either. So you're looking at that, you're saying three points, good performance, come back, get some good publicity on the back of it. And then you have uh, the Israelis coming next month, which is a massive game for us. You're not too excited about the team, Stevie. Does that mean you don't fancy us or do you think we've got enough? No, obviously I'm a Scotland fan, Gordon. I mean, I very rarely come on and talk about Celtic and Angels. I mean, I'm a Celtic fan, but club football, you know yourself, it changes week by week. But when you sit and look at the players that, that came in, and I understand what he's saying about the English-based players, but John McLaughlin said five clean sheets. Now, I'm sorry, but if my, if my keeper keeps five clean sheets and I'm going to pick him week in, week out, nothing against David Marshall, but you, you sit and say... He's hardly done anything, guys, not in the last three or four months. David Marshall, though, he was beaten by a fantastic shot, but had good saves into the bargain. And if we are about our business properly tonight, then it doesn't matter whether it's David Marshall or John McLaughlin who's in goal. And that's no disrespect to McLaughlin, all the clean sheets he's had. The goalkeeper shouldn't be heavily involved in tonight's game at all. Thank you very much Stevie and Bailson Some interesting points to debate So 01419511025 If you've been sitting Waiting for some sort of discussion On club football Well we can do that next There are a few stories A few rumours A few, a few uh, transfer reports Doing the rounds today uh, So we're going to take a look At some of the domestic news Coming up after these You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard 20 minutes to kick off In the Czech Republic Scotland go there Heavy favourites That's not something You see very often But Czech Republic Have had A very very disrupted Build up to this game They've had to scramble around And call up players Who really don't have International experience To face us tonight So we're building up To kick off in that one But if you've any thoughts On club football This is your time To get them in 01419511025 It's always important To keep an eye On what's happening On the domestic front as well So I'll do some of the Stories after we quickly give you tonight's teaser Graham Barry has been in touch So thanks to Graham And by the way if you want to join the likes of Graham And hear your question used on the show The address is fulltime at Clyde1.com So Graham says I think you'll squish this by the way <laughs> Six players 
More than 50 Scotland caps And 25 or more of them As captain Fletcher Yes So six <laughs> players They need to have more than 50 Scotland caps And they need to have 25 or more of them Willie, As captain Willie Miller No Scott Brown Yes 25 as captain 55 in total Kenny Douglas No Alright we'll leave it there You've got two of the six So I'm, I'm confident you'll get them between now and 8 o'clock If you want to play along Six players More than 50 Scotland caps And 25 or more of them As captain Thanks again to Graham For sending it in Right so Let's take a look at some of the domestic stories There aren't there aren't many Hugh There aren't many mm. big ones Because it's international break um, But one which might interest Celtic fans Sky Sports News were reporting today That Tom Rogic's proposed mm. move to Qatar Is off mm. What do you make of that? First and foremost I'm slightly surprised Because the reason given For the move yes. being off Was he could not agree Personal terms Well He's in the The richest place in the world uh, And if you can't Agree terms over there uh, Then I don't know What you're looking for But um, He's back at Celtic But with no guarantee Of game time So I suspect that, that Qatar's over and done with uh, but I suspect that others will be looking at Tom Rogic And uh, seeing if they can get him away from Celtic Because he now finds himself in a Celtic midfield Which contains David Turnbull Which didn't Absolutely. a couple of weeks ago Alex Is that one that you think Celtic Will actively look to move on Or is there still an acknowledgement That he's a good player And you'd rather have him around if you can uh, well, it's Just over four weeks to the, to the window closes I would expect him to move on Gordon I think uh, I'm really really surprised That he couldn't agree personal terms Over in Qatar You know the money they throw about over there Is remarkable yeah. Tax free money as well So um, But I think that I think they've made their mind up That he's surplus uh, He's been a great player He's scored some real important goals for them uh, but I think it's just his time to move on It's just about finding the right club for him And does the, the does the arrival of David Turnbull change things there? Because it, it's not as if that's a Yeah, possibly know, a, a small financial outlay from Celtic Celtic have spent decent money on David Turnbull They clearly wanted him a lot And he goes into a very similar part of the pitch Yeah, and, and what it does is as well, Gordon If you've got the £4 million for Tom Then you just offset that You know, you're a million pound better off And you've got one of the best up-and-coming young boys And... Uh, I don't see uh, Rogic getting in in front of David Turnbull. I think now you'll start to see Turnbull uh, really take off at Celtic. You, you've got to think that you'll see David Turnbull uh, against Ross County at the weekend. Do you think he'll start, Hugh? Uh, I think it's a possibility. I think he represents the future. Um, and it's fresh legs, fresh dynamism. And this is the, the best young player in the country that uh, Celtic have taken on board. And that's why they had to pay in excess of £3 million for him. Uh, so I, I do think that Tom Rogic has been fantastic for Celtic But I do think He will leave in this window mm. uh, Elsewhere Celtic again reportedly asking Charlton To name their price for left-sided midfielder Alfie Doughty um, And the other area of the pitch Who looks to be left back I don't think that's a surprise for anyone Because Bolling Golly won't play again no. I think we can all agree And they've only got Greg Taylor at the moment um, Mitchell Backer from PSG Again reports that he might want to stay At the French Champions And fight for his place you See there's the problem With going out of the Champions League At a, a ridiculously early stage If you're trying to tempt someone From PSG to Glasgow Then you know, the promise The potential for Champions League group stage football Has to be high on the list uh, but that doesn't exist anymore So you can understand why he might say Well I'll just stay where I am Thank you very much I think much. the backer one was a loan deal yeah. Initially so you know He might not be too keen on going on a loan deal It might be different if it was a, a Celtic buying him Gordon Then you're committing to a cause So 
Um, that may well go through further down the line as well if they pursue it. Right, come on, 01419511025. If international football doesn't float your boat, this is your window of opportunity to get in and talk about the club stuff. Um, a few reports surrounding Tom Rogic, Alfie Doughty, Mitchell Backer, but if there's anything else on your mind, then why not give us a call, 01419511025. Um, away from the, the sort of transfer window and back to the serious stuff, you know, I wish it wasn't yeah. uh, so serious, um, but maybe a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe Aberdeen expecting their bid to host a test event. With 300 yes. fans against oh. Kilmarnock to be successful uh, The club says it's expecting confirmation tomorrow Which would then allow some season ticket holders To return to Pataudry for the first time For the game on Saturday They're also confident of then Having 750 supporters attend the match With Motherwell the following Sunday I hope that they are successful in doing this I am getting slightly concerned Tonight's news from Nicola Sturgeon uh, About Eastern Bartonshire being brought in to uh, the list of places Renfrewshire being another Into the list of places Where uh, New restrictions Are in place um, I'm getting slightly Concerned by The rise Once again Of uh, COVID-19 The cases um, Those who are hospitalised And all the rest uh, So The Scottish government Will take a very Conservative approach To the idea of People going inside Football grounds well that's the thing I wonder if, if St Mirren were hoping To host a, a similar test event Against Hibs on Saturday Who You would have to assume That that's not No um, that, that, that will not happen now Given but. that the Renfrewshire was added To the list Today um, Again this is where we sort of Veer into To areas that are Not of expertise no, And but I can hear people saying What you guys have actually got An area of expertise I don't <laughs> think so uh, But yeah but You are entitled to know What's going on round about you In your own country uh, and we are witnessing uh, not the COVID-19 pandemic going into reverse. We are watching it rise in numbers again, the R number. Uh, and so we have to be very, very careful. And we already know that the, the government at Holyrood uh, do take a very conservative approach to football. So um, we have no guarantee of anything. That That's the thing Alex There will be a bit of uncertainty at the moment Because this is where again We're, we're blurring lines between Our sort of football problems And just the, the wider Society, running yeah. of the country Remember that date The 14th of, of September that's a, that's a week away yeah. that, That's supposed to be the date where, where we start moving forward To getting fans back into stadia um, But whether we hear from the government later in the week that Given the way things are going I don't know Maybe there's every chance that 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 date doesn't come to fruition Yeah uh, If uh, Aberdeen Do manage to get 300 fans Into the game We welcome that Because it'll be the first step To try and get fans back in But I take Hugh's point on You know It does look as if they're, We're starting to get outbreaks Little mini lockdowns Can't visit families And so forth So Hopefully we can start Getting back on top of this Gordon Because we want to try And get in the right way uh, Moving forward yeah, but like I say, just to recap that, Aberdeen do expect yeah. that their test event with 300 fans against Kilmarnock will be successful, and that will be Saturday, Hugh. So again, fingers oh. crossed, if we can get the green light, listen, it's only a couple of hundred, it makes next to no sure. impact on the game or anything, but just given what everyone's had to... Well, there are all manner of inconsistencies. You know, you, you, you can do this, that and the other in your social life, but you can't have 300 people in a 50,000 stadium, you know, that... Um, we, we're struggling to come to terms With the inconsistencies that we see round about us However, you have to go back to it The Scottish Government are getting concerned by What's going on throughout the country 
Uh, Nicola Sturgeon has now extended the restrictions to Renfrewshire and to Eastern Bartonshire. And we have to believe first and foremost that the priority of the government is to safeguard life. And whatever they do, we have to put up with it. And therefore, we have to bear in mind that football will not be given any free passes. Right, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need. We're also on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, JD is on. He says massive opportunity for Scotland to make a statement and get some goals on the board. But what does Clark do? Start with no wingers. Perfect. Makes it easy for the Czechs to condense the game and keep it tight. So JD is not happy. Um, I suppose we don't have as many wingers, Alex, as we we would we like. To, yeah. James Forrest is one, without doubt. Yeah. Is, is there anyone else in that squad? Not really. I think um, I think Christie is able and capable of going past people at will from from a, a flank. But it looks as if um, you know. We're really struggling for width tonight And I take his point the, the the guy on Twitter's point That you know That was the first thing That jumped out of me That we don't have any natural width Other than your fullback So If The Czech team can nullify Your both um, Fullbacks Then there's a good strong possibility We could come a wee bit stifled And bogged down this game uh, Alright let's bring in I suppose Ollie Burke Maybe I've missed him out before Is he a winger? Is he a striker? I, I don't know if the people, I don't know anymore no, I've, sort of well, lost track. I've seen him play out there Gordon And one thing he's got He's got blistering mm-hmm. pace and power So potentially he could play out there But probably more through the middle Alright let's bring in James in Hartlepool What's on your mind tonight James? Hi boys how we doing? Good, good thanks good. It's just a quick one You know it's like I understand obviously There's a little bit of negativity Going on around Around the team And around the squad And stuff like that But I think what we need to do here Is we need to be realistic um, About the game that we have In Scotland as a whole we don't have the funds that like, they've got in England and Germany and France and things like that. And the biggest problem that we've got at the minute is as soon as we have a young talent that starts coming through, one of these clubs doing in England, they start sniffing about and they start flashing a bit of cash to these young guys and they're fascinated by it and they go down there and they sit on the bench or they become bit players and the, the talent is never necessarily fully found. And I think that that's the biggest problem that we've got. And... Part of that is obviously the lack of competition that we've got in the leagues. Reconstruction is a massive thing that we need to have moving forward as well. And I know we spoke about it massively all the way through lockdown, but I think reconstruction is the big thing that could start helping us move forward. I wonder how how close is the link between all these things, though, James? Because we we do a lot of soul searching when the Scotland national team aren't doing well, but can it always be blamed on? The perceived weakness of of the domestic league because there are loads of good international sides that don't have strong leagues or international sides who outperform the strength of their leagues. If you like, I, I look at people like John McGinn and Stuart Armstrong, Tierney Robertson going to England is it hurts you to see it because we want them to stay here. But is, is that not been the making of some of these guys? Well, I think part of the problem is more than anything. Obviously, with me living down south, like nobody talks about our league. They're no interested. There's, there's no interest. And I take your point on what you're saying there, obviously. But Gareth Bale, for example, who's a world-class player and he's Welsh, but he came through the system down in England. There's, and a lot of these other international guys, like, you know, the clubs, like Sabrusia Dortmund or Paris Saint-Germain, they go around and they look for these young boys and they bring them up and they nurture them. And then that's how they start making, they, they break out and they go into their international teams. But as I say, I think the, the big thing as well is you look at um, the Dutch League, for example. The Dutch League's got 18 teams in their, in their main league which creates more competition. Now, I understand Celtic and Rangers are the dominant forces. They, all, they will be for a long, long time unless Donald Trump decides that he wants to buy Aberdeen and starts pumping. That's, all, that's all we need. 
Get him on Super Scoreboard. Uh, can you tell me, James, exactly how an extended Premiership in Scotland would help the national team? An extended Premiership would create more interest in the league. No, it uh, wouldn't. What, well, you know, some, some people believe it would. No, I, I would create more interest in the league. You, you can't. Would you know? Be more excited. For example, three leagues are sixteen, right? So you're playing. You snap the split, and you're playing everybody twice. So uh, you're only getting thirty league games, but you're playing everybody twice. You're not having to go to McDermott Park two, three times a season. You draw them. You draw them twice in the cup. There's five times a season. Can I just you know, uh, I, can I just interrupt your plan right there? Because if you're only playing each other twice. That means you do without two games between Celtic and Rangers and Sky Television says, nah, we're not interested in that. This is a, a really wide-ranging point, Alex. And yeah, but can I get the, a, the, the, a, wee, a, a all over the place? There's a lot this. of ground to cover because these can all be valid in their own individual way. I, can, I get why people want a bigger league, bored of playing the same teams four times, all the rest of it. Um, yes, obviously having more interest in the league would be good. Maybe creating a, a more competitive open environment for our young Scottish yeah, players, absolutely. yeah, and could have a knock-on effect to the international side. But if we're talking about the strength of the Scotland team, can you can you pin it on the, the, the strength of the Scottish Premiership? Because I'm going to repeat the point. Look at Just look around the place. Look at the Belgian national side, one of the best in the world. That, that has no... There's no real reflection there, I don't think, on on the the strength of the league. But then maybe you could argue that it that it does because they create these brilliant players and then I, I think there's a bigger uh, export them. Yeah, I think there's a bigger uh, kind of development issue with uh, Belgium. I think their their development is streets ahead of what Scotland are producing at the moment. Gordon, you all right. Know? Well, maybe that does come back to James's point. Well, well I, I th- sorry, Hugh. I just feel as if in terms I've been saying for a long time about the players that are coming through. Um, his point about going down to England you know you look at some of the guys who you know are in the squad tonight for example you've got Stuart Armstrong's doing starting to do well Andy Robertson McTominay John Fleck McLean McDowney and did well so you're looking at guys who have actually been doing there and done well you, you, you add that to the old firm players that you know some of the guys that we've mentioned earlier on uh, McGregor Forrest uh, so you look at some of these guys And then the best of the rest From Absolutely. whoever it may be McKenna uh, or Gallagher And, and or... I just feel as if they are Now see if you actually strip it back To where we're actually a wee bit weaker We really don't have a striker Of any substance We've not had one for a long time no. And then you look at the fullback you, we, We've not really got a right back We've actually got three guys Three right backs Gordon And we go with James Forrest at the weekend So you look at them So we've got What did we have Palmer O'Donnell O'Donnell And there was another one I'm sure there was uh, The boy Parson Plays right back sometimes I, I don't think he does anymore But yeah, I take but your point so, so You also have to realise We live in a different world now Aaron Hickey Has just gone to Bologna Barry Hepburn Went to Bayern Munich And Liam Morrison Left Celtic To go to Bayern Munich as well um, Billy Gilmore at Chelsea Yeah Yeah I mean You know They're off to Make their way in the world And good luck to all of them Um it's not that simple now And for the life of me I can't see How the national team Benefits from bringing in Half a dozen teams From our championship mm. To add to What we already have In our premiership Some very interesting points though James Ones we could debate All night long So make sure you give us A call back sometime We'd love to elaborate on them That was James in Hartlepool Right what about this teaser Name the six players Have more than 50 Scotland caps And 25 or more of them as captain You've got Darren Fletcher And Scott Brown Alec McLeish No Soonest Yes You're halfway there Three down Three to go And kick off In the Czech Republic next 
0141 951 1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kick off. Fast approaching Are we underway already? No, I think we're just about to kick off In the Czech Republic Scotland looking to get their Nations League campaign Properly up and running It was a point against Israel on Friday And now we've gone into this one Under the most bizarre of circumstances well, the, the, the kick-off's been delayed Because the Czech players are saying to each other uh, who What's are your you? name? Who are you again? <laughs> who do you play for? It's a bit like you two when you come in here uh, On a Monday night You do have to team up though On this teaser Graham Barry got in touch And thank you very much to Graham For that Full time at Clyde1.com He says Can you name six players With more than 50 Scotland caps And more than 25 of them As captain Peter Gray I think Has got A good few of them Not them all Stephen Tennant Has thrown in one But he's wrong Token Jester's got Four of them I think Graham Gunyon's given it a good bash you two have got, got Sunis, Fletcher, Brown. I'll take one more each from you. Billy Bremner. Yes, Alex. I'm going to go for Paul Lambert. No, so two to get. We'll leave it there. You've got plenty of time between now and the end of the show. Right, go on then, Hugh. Um, we didn't get it right on Friday. What's your prediction for this evening? We are underway now in the Czech Republic. Yeah, well, I think I'm not going to go overboard, but I'm going to say 2 0 Scotland. Alex Ray. I'm going to go for 2 um, 1 to okay. Scotland. Uh, and a debut, not for any of the players, but for this new Scotland strip, you um, sort of nice. light blue. I think most yeah. people tend to like it. Are you a fan? Uh, first time I've clapped eyes on it. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, it he's known for his fashion, isn't he? He's got a nice uh, cardigan uh, on tonight. Uh, it televises as white, but I'll take your word for it that it's. I think it's got a sort of white of blue, blue yeah. uh, tinge to it. The, the only thing is, when you debut a new kit, if it goes hand in hand. With an infamous result, then it, oh. it you know it goes down. Remember the 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 so maroon the maroon effort in Georgia. I hope they're still listening. I, I, I meant to say, a gentleman from the Salvation Army came to my house on Saturday morning. I know this is apropos of nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> I was wondering where this was going. They, they absolutely loved this program, the two of them. And uh, I said I'd mention them in the the program tonight because they came and they were donating some stuff and they came and picked it up. So nice to hear from you. They went through the entire league with me. How would Shane Duffy do at Celtic? Will Rangers win the league, etc., etc., etc.? Nice to meet them. Uh, they've obviously got great taste listening to you as well. And Alex, I'm just looking at this team yes. and I'm looking at where Scott McTominay is, and he looks very much like he is playing once again in a back three. Yeah, I wrote it down, Gorm, because it was uh, he's gone for like for like with uh, McTominay, McKenna, and Cooper, Palmer, and Robertson. You're both um, wing backs, McLaren, Fleck, Armstrong, and it'll be Christie and Dykes to stop the top there. So. <laughs> Okay, there Double were, down Yeah there was already Some eyebrows raised At the team Because there was a number Of kind of main men If you like Or perceived main men Left out Does that Does that raise eyebrows Even higher then Because it's not like We've done this To get Andy Robertson Back to left back Or get Scott McTominay Back in um, You know To central midfield They are still in their yeah. Their round holes So to speak it, it, it suggests to me Gordon That they're actually Kind of protecting Tierney because of maybe where he is in his development, maybe where he is in the in, you know getting towards the season. Because you, if you were going like for like, you'd say Tierney was one of the players that could pass marks the other day. So, uh, you know, whether he's got a knock, whether there's, there's a I'm sure we'll find out afterwards, Gordon. Because, uh, again, it's a big call, you know, if he's fit and there's, a, there's no problems, then you would expect him to play. Does this maybe though, Hugh, go back to that challenge of international football? And I accept if people want to. To reject this and say tough You know you have to be adaptable And you have to find plans B and C and D uh -huh. But undoubtedly Stevie Clark spent Last Monday 
to Friday Working on playing yep. three at the back yep. It didn't go quite to plan on Friday night But with one day to work with the team in between Obviously felt that he didn't want to, to rip it up and, and do something new Whether no. you agree with it or not Is it, is it at least semi-understandable? Yeah. yeah, because he's also if, if he's comfortable with that And he did say in the first clip that you played tonight That he felt the good outweighed the bad So if you feel that way And you're suddenly confronted by uh, A side that's just been Thought of overnight By the Czech Republic You stick to what you want And then worry about them after that So just to recap then We read the team out in terms of Personnel earlier on But it does look like it is indeed a back three So David Marshall continues in goal um, The back three Scott McTominay on the right Scott McKenna in the centre uh, and Liam Cooper uh, on the left And they've both got a bit of defending to do here um, Then it would be five if you like across the middle yes. Liam Palmer and Andy Robertson as wing-backs uh, John Fleck, Stuart Armstrong McLean. And Kenny McLean in the middle With Ryan Christie trying to get close to Lyndon Dykes up top Yeah, uh, I'm actually watching how it's kind of developing here Gordon and uh, the Czech Republic are A nice high line they, they, They're running about like madmen uh, They actually look very frantic and uh, Scotland are just popping the ball about. I think I find they'll probably find this very difficult to keep up the actual kind of press in which they're doing. Uh, I would expect Scotland to break that press and hopefully capitalise on it. Hopefully, five minutes in, nothing doing really in an attacking sense. We've had a little bit of defending to do, as uh, I think it was Liam Cooper takes a, a tumble, but the ball's going to come out to uh, Palmer on this right side. He takes the heaviest of unnecessary touches I've seen in a long time um, and it goes out it for was, a it wasn't a great ball to him because he's, he's trying to recover it and he's trying to bring it back in into play but he's you're a lot more forgiving than you usually are well it was known in the trade as a TNT touch and tackle Hugo <laughs> I was familiar to that myself well Stevie Clark uh, in close up there just looking on almost um, bewildered expression on his face but these uh, Czech Republic players you know they, they've just been thrown together but they have a fantastic sense of patriotism uh, And they are, they are really fighting for the jersey and the flag And uh, you'll need to suppress that by getting a goal or two And uh, then proving that they are just cobbled together Who would we call up if we couldn't pick anybody from the squad as we know it? So none of these guys that are out there or on the bench tonight can yeah, play you, who, you, who on earth would we turn to Who you, would be sort of Next would, in line You would have I know, I know Stuart Finlay's been in About the Scotland squad yep. But he would most certainly Come in to reckon and Young Portis um, See I think the, the problem for the Czechs Is their 21s are in action yeah, So they course. can't even call on them So you're kind of looking at Almost a You know uh, A, uh, a league select So yes The Stuart Finleys of the world Is that where we would Considine go that maybe Guys that have been Around the block for a while here. Oh, Yeah 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 That's what you'd have to do uh, guys that have been You know Kind of stalwarts for the club Played a lot of games A bit of experience You could squeeze back in The Hearts players Couldn't you The the, the Gordons And the Naismiths oh. You think so? Yeah well the, problem well, we have, to... well the problem you have Is, is if, it was, if it was now is they, They're only back to training what, A couple of weeks probably Lewis Ferguson Again the 21s, the 21s. That's yeah, their problem Yeah the never che- mind them the, But the Czechs are playing Their 21s are playing, playing That's why you. they've got Because otherwise They would have just Threw them in uh, Stepped up if you like And um, but six and a half gone Are you seeing anything Alex anything Nothing no, at all no. the, the, the game's played at a frantic pace Gordon It's hell for leather And I think that's partly Down to the Czechs Chasing everything It's kind of it's, You know They're chasing everything down They can't get their foot on the ball Scotland And uh, as I said This this game will settle down Because there'll come a point Where people just start Sitting back Because they're, they're, they're charging about Just trying to make an impact I still feel Hugh That a lot of people Will be watching this With that fear of 
Being on a bit of a hiding to nothing Yeah, yeah. it's built into the DNA now Because <laughs> we've had so many of these Dating back to the 1970s With Peru and Iran And oh dear me uh, But it's part of the DNA now We now fear the worst We hope for the best and we fear the worst um, but they should put that on the the badge. Yeah, under the strip. Hope for the best. Under the badge, the worst. We the, do. The Czech Republic have a corner, yeah, the first say. corner of the game. You know, so we'll see how they are and how we defend. Yeah, we do have some defending to do. And I'm, I've got the words of Martin, our Czech yes. expert, ringing in our <laughs> ears. Know. He said they were struggling for height. The Czech Republic side. So this, in theory, should be no problem for Scotland whatsoever. It's not it a great a delivery poor, yeah, uh, Luckily for us To the back post It was uh, a very poor corner um, I don't know about snap judgments Alex I don't know how much you can take From, from 8 minutes into a game But it doesn't look like It's going to be that easy It's as easy as people were With hope Nowhere near it in fact No As I said uh, In the last few minutes Gordon It's, a, it's been a wee bit Frantic You know The Czech uh, uh, The Czech team are trying to get Some balls into the box But they're actually lacking A little bit of quality here But, but they're working off Their adrenaline Absolutely They're, they're, they're so happy to have The, the jersey uh, It's their adrenaline And I do think That there will come a point Where the adrenaline Just evaporates And you you begin to see Scotland really assert themselves Alright let's round off tonight's teaser Before we go It's a good question this one And remember as always Full time at Clyde1.com If you want to hear your name Your question used on the show That's where to send it to That's what Graham Barry did tonight anyway And he says Six players Who have more than 50 Scotland caps And 25 or more of them as captain Can you name them? The guys are doing not too badly actually They've got Billy Bremner Graham Souness Darren Fletcher And Scott Brown So that's four down Which means you've got two to go Willie Miller No he no. said that already oh, so, uh, It was wrong then And it's still wrong yes. now uh, John Gregg Nope Mike Stay Nope uh, Strachan Nope Davy Weir Nope Ooh. Jackie McNamara No <sighs> They've both got 57 caps incidentally uh, One captain decide 27 times The other one 32 I mean it goes without saying If you've racked up those numbers They're they're, they're, they're both big deals In their it's own no right Colin Hendry is it? No Not a bad shout though um, what, 70s, 80s, 90s right, One from One from the kind of Yeah one One spanned the 90s perfectly And the other one has a A very long Scotland career actually the, Well he spanned most of the 80s All of the 80s Roy Aiken? Yep that's the one that spanned the 80s What about the yeah. one that would span most of the 90s then? Yes. Uh, Barry Ferguson? No Similar area of the pitch 90s um, So you had um, McCall? No uh, McAllister? Yes Gary McAllister oh, well <laughs> We got there in the end I don't think we even had many clues there as well That was better than <laughs> usual yeah. Thank you Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans for joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It is still Czech Republic nil, Scotland nil, with 10 minutes on the clock. All the fallout from this one on tomorrow night's show. You don't want to miss it in the company of Roger Hanna and Gordon DL. So join us then. And Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs> <laughs>